Welcome to the Ski Saloon Virtual Bar Podcast, episode number eight. My family was recently exposed to someone who had a confirmed case of COVID. Hey, Dad, bring us in. This is the Ski Saloon Virtual Bar Podcast, where we skip the shots and go straight to the conversation. Here, we'll cover real-life topics, just like the stuff you'd share with a good friend. This podcast will serve up topics that weigh on our hearts and keep us up at night without the hangover. If you're here to reserve your bar stool and join the discussion, you're in the right place. Whether it's navigating parenthood and becoming an adult or wayfinding personal development, marriage, and money, you, my friend, have just entered the best bar in town. Stay tuned and be sure to join the millions of others who bellied up to Ski Saloon. Grab your glass or gummy and let's dive in. My family was recently exposed to someone who had a confirmed case of COVID. And the aftermath of that was fascinating to me on so many levels. You know, my family works really hard to make sure that we're being thoughtful and safe and as intentional as we can. Our schools are not open and we live in a quite conservative community when it comes to the safety and precautions being taken surrounding the topic of COVID. Most facilities aren't open yet. And if they are, the limits on occupancy are extreme. Everyone's been asked to wear a mask pretty much since the beginning of all of the COVID talk. And yet about an hour away from me is where a lot of my family lives and their community is completely different. They have different expectations and have a different stance on a lot of the policies surrounding precautions and if COVID is even a real thing. So as I mentioned, recently my family found out that we had been exposed to someone who had a confirmed case of COVID. In fact, three people who had confirmed cases. You know, when we heard the news, we were a little kind of caught off guard, which seems so strange to me that we were even caught off guard. You know, it's getting closer and closer. And we kept saying, wow, you know, for months, we didn't know anybody. We didn't know anybody who had been exposed. You know, we kept seeing numbers. We kept hearing stories, but we couldn't relate. And so we were just trying to do the best that we could. And as we learned of more and more people that were closer to us, maybe, you know, a couple degrees of separation, we kept thinking, huh, that's really interesting. But still, how ironic that it hadn't gotten that close to home. And our hearts go out to all of the people that COVID has affected. It's affected so many people on so many different levels. It's a hard time for a lot of people. And our hearts go out to all of those people that are affected and working so hard, tireless hours to help others and for the good of all of us. And so we, when we found out, we wanted to do our part. You know, we didn't show any symptoms. We were feeling completely fine for quite a long time. Even before COVID, we mostly worked from home and uh, had a lot of our our meetings and our work was done remotely. So we aren't exposed to a whole lot. And our schools are still virtual and our kids are in a micro school um, pod setting. So their exposure is very limited and they're doing their school all virtually. And so we thought, okay, how can we be as thoughtful and intentional and take this as serious as possible? Knowing that we've been exposed, knowing that we had been around people who had confirmed cases and knowing that we weren't showing any symptoms, but it 
it was our duty to make sure that we were taking care of ourselves and those around us and those important to us and that we weren't spreading anything. You know, I have three young kids and um, I've heard that some kids don't show any symptoms but are carriers and able to spread it. And so we wanted to be really, really thoughtful. And so we decided to quarantine and we were staying at home. We were, um, you know, our kids weren't going to the pods that they normally go to. We weren't going out to do any of the very limited things that we were doing before, we had limited it even more. So we were just home. And after quite a few days of trying to navigate virtual school, and frankly, I am not a teacher. And I, my, oh man, my hearts go out to all people who are in the education system. You guys are just, you're doing awesome. And we are so grateful as parents for all of you because, I mean, there's a lot of industries that we're grateful for, but, um, you know, we're in a season of life where we are so incredibly grateful for the strong role models that our kids have to look to besides us and who are, are teaching them how to navigate this confusing life. All of a sudden, I turned into um, teacher and mom and trying to juggle my own work and, you know, hobbies and wellness and all of those things and quickly got knocked down pretty low. You know, I'm not very good at navigating virtual school. I'm also not very good at trying to assert myself as the mother and teacher at the same time. That was pretty tricky. Trying to decide who gets the quote unquote luxury of working while the other one is managing children. And on top of all of that, we have a young young, young little one in our home who has recently learned how to climb on furniture and I'm pretty sure is climbing up walls as well. <laughs> this little spider man is on a mission to find anything they can that could be dangerous or harmful or put their own life at, at risk and try to see how close they can get to executing that before their mom or dad catches them. So it was a lot of grabbing the baby as the baby climbed up on the counter or found a swivel chair to try and jump off of or, you know, eat the dog food, whatever it was, it was a full-time gig just trying to keep up with that little one on top of everything else. And so after a couple of days, we realized that we needed to make sure that we were taking care of our wellness and our mental health because we were all getting a little crazy, stir crazy and it felt like the walls were closing in on us. On top of it, it's fall in the Midwest and it was getting very, very dark very early and it was starting to get dark early in the evening and and it was cold. So even wanting to be outside and get that movement and that fresh air was really hard to convince ourselves that that was the best move, even though we knew that that was best for our overall well-being. And it's amazing to me when you're put into stressful situations, at least from my perspective and my experience, it's easy to start taking off all the things that are good for you. And it's easy to quickly cling to things that are not in your best interest. It's so much easier to numb and distract yourself on social media than it is to go outside and get fresh air and go for a walk. It is so much easier to eat shitty food and just unhealthy junk food than it is to take the time to prepare a healthy meal for yourself and your family when you're trying to also navigate virtual 
middle school and squeeze in time for work and actually have an adult conversation with another person while you have three young ones just begging and shouting for your time and attention. I found myself getting really bummed out really quickly. On top of that, I, I want to go back to the topic of COVID because getting bummed out, that I mean, that's a whole nother topic of me navigating mental health and all of the things that I've been learning and realizing that I'm still not out of the weeds. On the topic of COVID and circling back, you know, we had been isolating for quite a few days. We had removed our children from their virtual school, micro schools and pods. We were working from home and it was so interesting to me. You know, I, I've noticed that there's a stigma. We, we've known people who've gotten it and, you know, if they've shared it, they're like, don't tell anyone that we have this. It's so embarrassing and people are going to judge us and, and have all of these terrible things to say. And, you know, that was really eye-opening to me the first time somebody asked me to be quiet about that. I thought, wow, they're really trusting me with something that's very delicate and they're very vulnerable at this state. And I respect that and I wanted to honor that. And at the same time, I equally was very curious to to wonder why people were were feeling that way. And it made me a little sad that people felt like they had to hide something like this. You know, we're collectively, our world is going through this together and we're all trying to do the best. Well, I don't know if all of us are trying to do the best that we can, but I can say that my family is and those close to me and those that I love, I, I think that they're doing the best that they can as well. And I think for the most part, most of us are trying to do the best that we can with the information that we have at hand. Now, with all that being said, I was really surprised how the mind games set in. Um, you know, Tony and I both all of a sudden started feeling like, oh man, do you feel a little tightness in your chest? Do you feel, is your nose running? Yeah, you know, I feel like I have a headache. All of a sudden, these symptoms were starting to, to pop up. And, you know, we live in the Midwest and it's starting to get quite cold all of a sudden and we're going into winter and those are totally normal fall symptoms. But in the moment, we quickly jump to, oh, well, we must have it. So after a couple of days of all of a sudden our chests feeling tight and our short shortness of breath was a common thing. We said, you know, maybe we do have symptoms. It would be responsible of us to go get tested. So we took our family to go get tested. You know, the experiences surrounding that, if you haven't gone to go get tested, um, definitely do your due diligence. You know, we had looked into where the testing facilities were in our area, and we went to the one that we thought was the most common and, and most logical. And we got there early. It was um, about 20 to 30 30 minutes earlier than they opened thinking, oh, we'll just get it right in line. We'll get in and get out really quickly. We won't, our kids won't miss any of their virtual school, like logins. We are going to just dominate this experience, right? Nope. We pulled in and it was a three hour wait and they hadn't even opened yet. And as I watched the cars start lining up, I felt the sense of fear creeping in and this worry and this concern. And I thought that was a really interesting experience. I started, um, you know, just going down a rabbit hole of what if this is a whole, the whole thing is like a conspiracy theory. And I started going pretty far out there. And thankfully, you know, managing three little kids, you don't have a whole lot of time to think about those things. And so we quickly realized that three hours with a small baby being unprepared, not having snacks, water, entertainment for children in the middle of the day was unrealistic. And so we got out of line and went back to square one to figure out a different option. And, you know, we were 
lucky enough that we had other options and we were able to find a different solution. Getting our kids tested was a really traumatic experience for them. Not something that, you know, made me as a parent very happy or comfortable with. It was really hard to watch my poor young children feel terrified as some stranger stuck some stick way up in their nose and and wiggled it around as my child is screaming and legit scream fear, terror, pain. And that was really hard um, for Tony and I both to witness and to endorse. I think we knew it was important, but it was really hard. You know, within 24 hours, we got our test results back and we were all negative and we were grateful for that. And we also chose to quarantine for a little bit longer just to be on the safe side um, and make sure that no symptoms arose. You know, watching that experience, that was really interesting and, and traumatic from the lens of quarantining and just managing our lives and wellness and routines and everything that goes into that. There's a lot of people that are affected in completely different different ways. And we're grateful that, you know, we didn't have it. We're also really grateful that most people that are close to us that have gotten it have been okay. They haven't had hugely severe symptoms and they've been able to manage it at the end of the day. That being said, you know, we have people that are really close to us that are older. The the fear that comes with just the topics surrounding this, I mean, that there's a lot of life stuff that comes on the shoulders of someone like myself who analyzes and overthinks and worries and stays up at night just concerned with people that we love and we care about and we want to support. That has been a very interesting experience um, from the lens of just, you know, looking outward and almost feeling a sense of helplessness. You know, there's only so much that we can do to advocate for people to social distance and for social distancing and staying at home as much as we can, you know, encouraging sanitizing and hand washing, advocating for things like virtual school or small group education or small group experiences. There's a lot that goes into all of this. And I don't want to um, come across as as cocky or ungrateful or unrealistic, but I do just want to call it out that whatever you're going through and however COVID is affecting you, I want you to make sure that you are kind of circling back to what I had mentioned about the mental health, doing everything that you can to take care of yourself and be responsible. You know, taking care of yourself and your well-being includes being healthy, eating healthy food, drinking the proper amounts of water needed to sustain your body in healthy ways, getting an adequate amount of sleep, and doing those important things to take care of yourself. No one's going to be a bigger advocate for yourself than you. And sometimes we forget that. I don't know about you, but I, I sometimes think, oh, I'm not an adult yet. Somebody out there is taking care of me or is going to take care of me. Yeah, my parents are, are still alive and they love me, but they have to take care of themselves before they can take care of anyone else. Just like I have to take care of myself before I can take care of the young children that I absolutely adore or the husband who I love so much. Each of us has the responsibility to do the important and hard work of taking care of ourselves and 
making that a priority to keep us healthy. You know, the other day I saw a quote and it said, if you don't have time now to exercise, then you really don't have time later when you get sick. And that one really stuck with me because there's oftentimes where I'm like, oh, I don't have time to exercise today. And thinking about times over my life where I have been knocked down and I've had to recover, it does take a lot of time. And I'm a pretty healthy person. And I see people out there who are not as healthy and how much longer recovery times are. And I want to encourage you, if you're listening to this, this is your public service announcement. This is me advocating for you. Take care of yourself. Eat healthy foods. Drink plenty of water. Wash your hands. Get adequate amounts of sleep. Social distance and stay home when you can. And do your part to take care of your well-being, including your mental health and whatever that looks like for you so that you are at your best in the event that something really challenging, maybe it's COVID or maybe it's something else, in the event that you have to manage and navigate something else. So just take care of yourself, friends, and be safe. And thanks for, for listening to our experience with COVID. Hopefully that is our last and final interaction with this really, really overwhelming and frustrating and hard and heavy topic. You know, you just never know. So I wish you well. I wish you peace and rest and health. And it is now closing time. Thanks so much for listening to the Ski Saloon Virtual Bar Podcast. It is now closing time. Thanks for listening to the entire podcast. If you enjoyed it, your friends will too. Be sure to hit subscribe and share with us with your friends and family. It's like buying them a drink, only cheaper. It's like buying them a drink, only cheaper.